And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Hello and welcome back to Walking Dead Wednesday. As you've noticed, it's a Wednesday. Although that's if you're listening to this right when it comes out. And if you're not, why aren't you? What is wrong with you? I'm Chris Honeywell. I am here with Dr. Bill Robinson. Grumble, grumble, grumble. And making its triumphant return from work with full medical sound effects in the background, Mr. Sean Engel. Hey, everyone. Yeah, this yeah, the, everyone's turned into an asshole again. <laughs> what the hell's up with that? How's it going, guys? Good. Awesome. Everybody's in a great mood. <laughs> I see. Just got done watching tonight's episode of The Flash, which I'm oh, probably yeah, ne- neither of you have seen. I haven't seen oh, a, no, a single not. episode of it yet. Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. It's, it's good. I've not seen I'm, I'm caught up to last week's episode. Uh, I'm liking the. I'm, I'm wondering what's gonna because some things went down in that last episode, and mm-hmm. I know it ended on a on an interesting little uh, cliffhanger ending. So I'll have to have to check my DVR when I get home. And yep. it, did you watch I Zombie after that? You know. Kind uh, of yes. Yeah. The Walking Dead. Well, what do you think I... about that? Well, I started to watch the nights, but obviously we're doing this, so I couldn't watch the rest of yeah. it. So I'll just catch catch it later. Yeah, I liked it. I never read the combi. Uh, the combi. <laughs> I never read the combi. New word for a comic book. Comic. I like that. It's a, it's com- a comic. Zombie. Com- a combi. <laughs> so it's like Jerry Seinfeld zombie. Oh, it's a what combi. is? What's what the deal with, with these brains? What is with the? What is with the humans? Why do they run? We outnumber them. <laughs> Why do they value their brains so much? I don't understand. Uh, sorry, Mr. Zombie. I could see George Costanza as a zombie. <laughs> Newman. Ah, yes. Say Zombie Industries. Say Zombie Industries. <laughs> Newman would be a great zombie. I'm hoping that I Zombie show is a huge hit because. I just randomly bought the first issue to check it out and was like, eh, it's okay. So I'm hoping it gets to be worth like $5,000. Well, well, I know that Hope will probably like it. I don't know if she's listening to our show, but uh, it's got David Anders on it. At least he was in the first one, and I guess he's a recurring... He's kind of like where the infection took off from, because I guess he was the drug pusher at the party. On, on on the boat where everybody got infected with the, the the drug is supposedly what turned him into zombies. This is on the show, not the comic. I have no idea how how the comic went, but okay. uh, he popped up at the end of the episode last week. I mean, it's a pretty cool cool pre- premise that you know this one woman was a doctor on her way up. She gets infected, becomes a zombie, but she figures out that she's uh, I guess she's not a full blown zombie. And but she does want to eat brains, but she's she's functional. She works in the morgue now, and she's solving murders by eating brains. And she takes on the characteristics of the people uh, whose brains that she has eaten. And with another detective, she goes and solves the murders. Is pretty much the the premise of the show. But at the end of last week, she had a um, a 
I guess she ate a piece of brain or had a dream, and in it she saw the the guy that was at the party, but he was now a zombie, and that's David Anders, and that's where that whole tangent went about why Hope Molinex would like the show, and I'll shut up now because this is not the I Zombie podcast. No. This is Walking Dead Wednesday. No, but yeah, <laughs> but we're concerned with all the zombie stuff, any zo- new zombie stuff poking around, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 always out there. It's nice to have some new new dead stuff. I guess you could put it. <laughs> Fresh meat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fresh and there's still, obviously The Walking Dead's still going on. It's it's almost done with what season five now, so you know, oh, and things, yeah, things are going on on that. And here we are, way back in the celebrated season two. <laughs> you know, and watching season two and seeing—I mean, I won't spoil for anybody that hasn't seen this season uh the current season it seems like rick has really become shane so i'm going to kind of give him a new name i've got one of two names i'm either going to start calling him shick or rain i like shick because he does just when he becomes the most shane like is when he shaves and that's when shane went bad too is when he shaved his head Mm, true rick shaves his beard and becomes Shick. A little more psycho. Shick. <laughs> it's the shick tater <laughs> Pulls out the shick beard buster. Michonne's got the best beard buster of all, though. Oh, a whack upside the head? <laughs> yeah, it oh. just takes the head right off. <laughs> yeah, but she hung up her sword, though. Yeah. To be a lawman. It's funny, because usually when you stop being a lawman, that's when you hang up your weapons, but... Yeah, so, well, we don't want to give too that's, much away. That's, the yeah, that's season. about five years in Walking Dead Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're still, unfortunately, ways away from that. That Walking Dead Wednesday, like, Sean will be transmitting from the retirement home. Yeah, maybe about then they'll be wrapping up <laughs> Listen to the Prophets. Right. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll be done with Deep Space Nine. We'll be moved on to... I think we're going to do the Airwolf one and then Magnum P.I. Well, we got to do Firefly first, then Airwolf, then Magnum P.I. Firefly's a nice short one, yeah. Firefly's like a blink. Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. was around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to... That'll take us a while. (laughs) Um, So, Bill, I I hear you've (laughs) carefully prepared... (laughs) Yes, yes, I was... uh... I was was duped, goddammit. I was duped. This was not the episode I thought it was going duped to be. Duped by your own brain. Duped by my own brain. And you know what? We've been saying that, you know, you've said a few times that you like the slow burn. Fuck the slow burn. <laughs> All right? And this is the prime example because I think when I was watching this first time, I was kind of like, can we just find this kid already? Is this going to go anywhere? I think this is where that it was starting to just get on on my nerves especially the way everybody acts in this episode so i guess with no further ado i will begin with the craftly carefree lovable synopsis that i pulled off the internet because i couldn't bother to write one myself (laughs) and this comes from the walking dead wiki for this episode and the episode is secrets which sounds more like you're uh the one that you did before with the soap opera this would this would have been one for the soap opera yeah definitely oh my god (laughs) So, the morning... Oh, I I did have one chuckle. All right. 
after I read this opening paragraph. The morning after the discovery of the secret of the farm, the Atlanta survivors are busily doing chores around the farm. Finally back on his feet, Carl and Lori talk about the chickens they are feeding him. Patricia cripples live chickens to feed the walkers that the family keeps in the barn. Now, at that scene, all I could think about when she's rolling out the chickens and she goes into the barn and she dumps them in was the music from the Looney Tunes. Uh, you know, <laughs> all the walkers going up to the chickens and they can't walk. I call that the Universal Chicken Song. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was playing in my head when I was watching it. Now, now all I can hear is Foghorn Leghorn, you know, screaming, Say boy, say boy, I hear you need to be zombie boy. I hear like I say, the chicken dance, but in an off key. So does that make... I guess if a it, it, if a walker bit a chicken but didn't eat it whole, would it become a zombie chicken? I hope so. We but haven't seen have... any zombie animals in here in this. Yeah, I know. Well, that's I think it's because they eat them whole. Well, they just sort of seem to like with the horses, they sort of gut them, you know, so they could be like eating the guts and it would seem like maybe like halfway through the horse would just sort of stand up and... Hey, knock it off. <laughs> Spilling the rest of my guts out here. Get off of me. <laughs> maybe, maybe the maybe the zombie virus is only transmittable to humans, to Homo sapiens. So there, there's your no prize. So we're talking yeah. about Miss Mr. Dead. Because I want to see <laughs> what? It's awful. Mr. Dead, the walking horse. <laughs> Wilbur. He's trying to bite Wilbur through the whole episode. I only want your brains. I just want a brain. I mean, a carrot. Come on. Uh, What I want to see is a six-foot talking foghorn leghorn zombie rooster. I say, now, hold on now, boy. I'm just going to bite your brain. You kind of get the idea that we're not really all that interested about talking about the show, are we? Keep keep going with the synopsis. Okay. Meanwhile, Glenn is watching the barn with Maggie begging him to keep their secret. Glenn walks away to give food to Dale and T-Dog. Andrea visits Daryl to apologize by giving him a book, which he bitches about because there was no pictures in. That's an actual line in the show. And he quickly tells her that they are fine because she was only trying to protect the group. Glenn confronts Lori about her pregnancy and whether she has told Rick about it yet, offering to go to town to get supplies for her. Jimmy, Rick, and Shane busily plan their search for Sophia, agreeing to search a nearby abandoned housing development after gun practice. Beth Green and Patricia both asked to be trained, as Otis was the only member of the farm trained. Well, good thinking, Shane. Though Rick will only do so if Herschel agrees. Yeah, like that'll ever happen. Carl also asked Shane to teach him, and it is discovered that he has taken a gun from Dale's RV. This leads to a heated conversation between Lori and Rick, where Carl agrees that he only wants to help. Lori agrees to allow Carl to learn how to handle the weapon. Glenn is asked if he wants to learn, but he excuses himself by saying he's going to be helping Dale. Unbeknownst to Glenn, Dale was nearby and overheard. He kept up the ruse and confronted Glenn after the others had left, leading Glenn to reveal the secrets of both Lori and Herschel. 
at the firing range, Andrew, uh, you know what? Uh, enough, enough. Stop, stop, stop. Screw this. I can't do this. This episode sucks. <laughs> They're all assholes and they all deserve to die. <laughs> I don't want to talk about them anymore. They're all just a bunch of sniping and it just drama. And oh, God. Uh, you, you, okay. Glenn and Maggie going to town. She almost gets eaten. They're picking up abortion pills for Lori, who's a whore and needs to die. Thank, oh, and oh, and then I don't know what else happens in this, guys. <laughs> I give up. I think you pretty much covered it. Maybe pretty much. Got oh it. well, wait. Okay, there was a sex scene in a Hyundai. Oh, there's that. And Lori and and Lori and um Rick pretty much square up on on um she's pregnant and it's not Rick's. Yeah. Well, she doesn't say it, but yeah, Rick Rick's not stupid. Yeah. He he figures it out. Yeah, because he All right. So Glenn brings everything back. Maggie tells him he needs to be a leader and she bitches out Lori saying, "Go get your own abortion pills next time, whore." And um let's see. Yeah, Andrea and Shane go out to the abandoned housing complex, find a bunch of people that held up in a house, torch themselves. Lori suddenly learns how to manipulate bullet time and becomes uh, Annie Oakley. And then she uh, uh, plays with little Shane on the way back from the uh, shooting gallery at the abandoned housing complex. And then what is it? What? Well, what else happened? Dale tells uh, Shane maybe he should leave. Shane says well, maybe, you, or maybe I'm getting that confused with the next episode because I skipped no, no. this episode to watch the next one. <laughs> no, 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 it was in this episode. Oh, yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, that was a good speech when you know he's like, well, if you think I, you know, would, uh, yeah, because he confronts him about pulling a gun on Rick in the woods and he saw him and then he says, well, if, if you think I'm the kind of guy that would do that, what do you think I'd do to a guy that I don't like? So uh, that's pretty much it. It's everybody just going back and forth, nitpicking and nagging. I was really let down because I really thought this was going to be the next episode. <laughs> it had big plans for this. Yeah, and something good happens. Well, I mean, not, well, not something good, but... I rewatched the next episode and I actually there was a lot of pollen in the garage for some reason and and, and it was bothering <laughs> my eyes. But I get a nitpick when we get to that episode too because I swear to God Rick can't there's no way Rick can fire a gun the way he holds a gun. I like the slow burn and hit anything. Yeah, but this, it, it, I don't in this one it's not that they don't have any like there's no real standout visual imagery in this one. And it just it just turns out being everybody sweating, getting mad at each other, and then just a weird kind of, I guess not out of character for the TV versions, but the thing with Andrea and Shane just seemed like a just a uh. a complication thrown in to turn up the heat, you know, to turn the screw a little bit. Yeah, and you know, and and Dale obviously like picks up on it immediately. As soon as they get out of the yeah. car, he's just like, you smell like Andrea, you know, and that's the end of it. <laughs> what is he? Yeah, he's like, you he, smell like sex. He, he's like the sex Wolverine. It's creepy. <laughs> um, yeah, this this is just the show that just once again cements 
the idea that Andrea is the worst character in this television show. I just well, uh, there's Laurie. They so screw. Well, Laurie, Laurie is a close runner-up, but the, the title of this episode obviously was secrets, and the whole idea of the episode was everyone's keeping secrets from everyone, and it just makes them, like I said, it makes them all out to be a bunch of assholes. All they are is keeping secrets from everyone, not telling the truth, and people getting pissed off about it. This was not a good episode to watch. Even the, Carl's like, keeping the, a secret. He stole mm-hmm. the gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the only the only likable characters on the show so far are, are Dale and Glenn. And unfortunately, as we all know, you know, some of those people may not be long for this series, which is disappointing, but the less yeah. said about that, the better. Daryl at this point isn't really likable because we still don't really know. I mean, he just seems to be kind of... He's still a little. He's still gr- grudging over his brother a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he doesn't really expand it a lot. Well, that so. last episode you saw him. He and Carol were sort of, um, you know, commiserating on be not commiserating, but just sort of co- commenting on being sort of the the odd men out in the group because they were seen as lower class or whatever. And you know, right. she gave him the little pep talk that you know we're as good as them. We're live, damn it. Carol's a decent character at this time, but she really just doesn't have anything to do in this episode. But, you know, ask if anybody. Yeah, that kind of. Have you seen Sophia? Kind of born about her kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. <sighs> I mean, I mean, considering. I, I think this is probably one of the reasons why a lot of people regard the second season as 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 a negative season overall i think it's episodes like this that give people that mindset because there have been better ones like i said the one that we had before this the one with daryl you know getting shot and having to pull the arrow out of him and having the vision quest with his brother merle was a decent episode and there's some better ones coming up too yeah 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 Yeah, there is but if you if you take a look at this episode and gauge it as the entirety of the season, you can you can understand why people might be thinking that season two is the weakest of the season so far, maybe. Well, you could almost completely excise this episode, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's it doesn't really I, I at least myself personally, I don't think it really brings that much more to the story. Yeah, it gets it out. It gets a lot of things out in the open. You know, but, the only thing really important that it gets out in the open is that Lori's pregnant with Rick, really. That's the only really like. And that could have been done in a simple scene in an episode. Just it well, it was a this. simple scene in this one. They could have shoved it in anywhere. But yeah, that was the only thing of real like. And meaning, I think, is, that I, happened in this one, you know? I don't think yeah. the drama of that scene really played. It, you know, it was because you had all this other stupid BS going on, the drama mm-hmm. of the scene between Rick and Laurie was just kind of minimized. You know, they, they put it at the well, end where... I, I kind of like, like that. It was like in the comic. It was just sort of a matter-of-fact, like, you know, Laurie was, Laurie was way skewed in how she thinks Rick would react. And in both the comics and the books, that's because Lori, if that was Rick, she would have freaked out, you know. Oh so, yeah. So if so, she thought, and Rick was just like, "I'm gonna be a pragmatist about this, you know. I'm glad you're alive. <laughs> you thought I was dead. Okay, whatever. We'll just move forward from here, you know." And I like that. That was very much reminded me of Kirkman's writing style in the comics. That just bluntness, 
but it's it's just sa- sandwiched in amongst all these other little confrontations that are like intense con- confrontations written in that terse Walking Dead style, but they don't really do anything but just underline that everybody's on edge right now. You know? Do you do you think Laurie actually wanted Rick to be angry to to show some, some emotion? Because he's like, I get it. You thought I was dead. I know. Yeah, I'm a pussy. Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I think you've got something there. You know, she may have. It, it may have given her an out for her to. To, to go through with the whole thing with the morning after pills. You know, if Rick was angry about it, it would have given her a, a, a reasoning behind it, maybe. I don't know. Well, they, 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 I don't, it was early on, but they had that flashback. I think she was talking to her friends or something, and she was talking about how, you know, Rick was, Rick was almost too nice of a husband, you know, sort of thing. Was, too fr- was oh, that yeah. the one where the... I, it, it, like they were at a school thing or something. Or yeah, she was just like, yeah. Oh, sometimes he's too for you know. He just seems too forgiving, and you know. Yeah, I almost think that was in season two. It might have been. I just, I, I, I just remembered. I just remembered it just now. Yeah, because it's an opener, I think. Yeah, you're right. I, I've been doing a little reading on season two, and and the and the reasons that it's so fucked up. And, oh really? Yeah, it just sounds like it. It sounds like your standard. It sounds sort of. It reminds me of Star Trek or something, sort of. But Star Trek wasn't a big hit. But The Walking well, Dead was a big hit, and this was this was the season they got rid of Darabont. Right. You think it's because they were pushing Darabont out or trying to? Well, Darabont was maybe a little expensive. I I'm not really sure what the reasons for them getting ri- I I know there's a lot of grudges about it because from what I was reading a lot of, there was an interview with this one guy who was saying hey look you know when they got Frank Darabont to do it he brought over you know like Dale and a bunch of his actors right Je- yeah movies that are movie actors Jeffrey, and they took Je- big cuts in pay Je- uh, what is his name Jeffrey, Jeffrey DeMond yeah DeMond yeah and he brought a lot of his like cast and crew and like labor love and he had the whole thing plotted out and then season two they they give him the the boot and at this time it's like making record amounts of money for them and you know record you know ratings and they give him the boot and so now you have like maybe that's why we're not gonna maybe see Dale too much longer you know what I mean and uh and so they scrapped all his storylines and cut the budget significantly. <laughs> so, you know, the, the people that were left and rehired were, were, you know, the writers and people who had to make it were significantly had, you know, a lot of their budget pulled out from under them. So all of a sudden you can't make a whole crowd of Atlanta zombies or whatever, you know, you have to have them coming in one at a time and spin your wheels a little and i think that's what season two is it's like how can we make this work on you know as little money as possible oh and it sounds very star trek like it, it, the, the sad thing about it is it sounds like amc is just about like how little money can we put into this and, and make money Dad back. just yeah. keeps making you know it keeps like making huge amounts of money 
there's no reason for them to actually pump more money into it. You know, you would think that it being like their shining star of of you know, I'm sure advertising dollars and and viewership and attention, but mm. as it doesn't go that way. There was definitely a lot of bitterness. <laughs> I found very little stuff, if any, from the point of view of AMC, you know? So, it, it, it sounds to me like there were a lot of people in a corporate boardroom go, why can't we just cut the budget in half on this? If, if we just did this and this, it's going good, you know, let's let it go. We've got storylines from the comics. Yeah, and that seems that seems to be, uh, that's, uh, that's probably what was going on, because like you said, they've got the storylines. They've got a, uh, a huge amount of, you know, literature that they can take from the comic. You know, if they just give Kirkman a writing job every once in a while, they can keep him happy. They started to pick up more horror genre directors and even, in fact, started moving some of the special effects directors mm-hmm. into the show. I know, I think later on in this season, uh, what's his name? Nicotero. Uh, yeah, Nicotero starts directing some of the episodes, so that's money saving there, and they're not having to pay a, a high name director like Darabont to come in and do it. So, and and I'm gonna it, say it, you know, in the long term, it might have paid off because in some ways, because the stuff that Nicotero does is pretty good, and he knows he's been doing horror for a long time. So, but I I think we're at a transition point where nobody knew what to do with with what was going on. And I think we see, like, about after the midpoint of the season, we start seeing how things start taking more of a shape and, and the, the crew starts, you know, becoming more congealed, <laughs> cohesive. Yeah, I think, I, I, think, I think once they get done with the, the story arc of uh, Sophia being missing, the, so, the show starts to gel a little bit better. Um, things things work towards an end and by the start by the time we get through season two into season three i think they've found uh they're heading again but season two yeah it is just kind of there are some visually nice things that you know the the cinematography in, in some of the episodes is great but this is just an example of no real cinematography nope, just straightforward you know, TV. awful characterization you know, optical characterization and, you know, drama that really doesn't work, especially, you know, like the stuff with Shane and Shane and Andrea. I just, it boggles my mind that, that they took uh, such an interesting character as Andrea and messed her up on the TV show like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, and, and that, and that whole thing with her and Shane, really does not it doesn't lead anywhere it doesn't add anything to anything i guess it gives dale and shane more of a reason not to like each other but you don't really need that dale's still already like he's already on shane's tail you know he already knows what's up because think about i i i don't know i i guess what because not let's say two hours earlier when they were doing shooting practice he's He's trying to push her to get her to shoot better, whatever. You know, she says, I can't. You know, she's trying to hit. She, you're telling me she couldn't hit that freaking log? It's a big log. That's a big honking mm-hmm. log. Robert Plant style. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Uh, yeah, because every now and then. Oh. Ba-da-ba-tsh. Uh, 
Heaven I'll just knows. Up, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look, a black dog. Uh, that was that. Uh, oh, never mind. That was bad. So, but yeah, he gets on her and you know brings up her sister, whatever. You know, think of that as a Walker. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. He's he's just yelling at her and screaming, and then she gets all. <laughs> My feelings are hurt. So I'll just have sex with you later. Yeah, her feelings are hurt so bad that you know, you know, thirty minutes later after they've shot up some zombies, she's ready to go at him in the front seat of a Hyundai Santa Fe. That was the adrenaline talking. I don't know what the the reasoning behind it was. And how does Hyundai feel? Like, is that a selling point for the look? You can have sex in the front of a Hyundai Santa Fe. Did, <laughs> Was that what Hyundai was thinking when they provided that car to them it's, as a promotion? It's, it's no stupider than the Velociter with all the zombie accoutrements that they have in those commercials. <laughs> and sure. did I notice like some other product placement when that that because I think we saw a, a the product placement is tough in a post-apocalyptic movie too. <laughs> no, 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 it was there because remember on the highway there was the there was the guy in the pickup and there was a set of knives and it was like this nice it, it was like a brand name set I'm telling you that when Glenn and Maggie are in the pharmacy when he goes and he attacks that zombie that reached through reached for her through the shelving I mean first he he takes its head off halfway off with a shelf and then he when it comes up the second time they he stops he puts his hand out He's got that big, that wicked-looking, weird hatchet knife hybrid thing, and it's got a name brand on there. And they pause for just a second, and then he goes in and he uses on it. <laughs> uh, wasn't it like you, a was roofing placement. tool? I mean, it might be a like something. Yeah, I'm telling you, that was product placement. It had to be. See, the and only the... product placement I've seen is like for Mister Coffee. You know, them hiding stuff in coffee, or, or maybe Folgers, those big tins of Folgers they're hiding guns in. Oh yeah. Another thing I took notice of, did you notice how many hits it took Glenn to kill that walker compared to how well and how fast they seem to be able to kill them now with just like one stab? Well, now, they're getting they're, better. They're getting better. Maybe the zombies are more decomposed. I don't know. Yeah, but that's just like, what I'm thinking. But I mean, when you do any repetitive task over and over again, you just get faster and you figure out little tricks to... Yeah, but, you know, try, there's still a trial and error phase now. You know, it's yeah. it, now they go. You know, it looks like they go. They know to go right through the eye socket into the brain. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Maggie was looking good in this one too. Of course, she always looks good. So, I have no complaints there. Yeah, I I didn't have any problem with Maggie and Glenn and their situation. You know, yeah, Maggie's that... still. You know, the, those two characters were fine. Like I said, Glenn's fine, Maggie's fine, Dale's fine. The rest of them. Well, Glenn's assholes. the only one who wasn't acting like an asshole because, it, 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 like, he was the only levity in the whole episode with his, you know, not being able to keep a secret. It was almost a little too broad in his awkwardness mm -hmm. with everybody. You know, almost spilling the beans to everybody when, you know, just upon walking up to him. But it was still, it was. It was kind of it's kind of fun to see somebody acting like a normal human, you know. Yeah, you, you know, you walk up to him. So you like it here on on the on uh, the farm, barn, barn, uh, walkers in the barn. What do you mean? I didn't. Say... <laughs> Jesus, man, I didn't say anything about pregnant walkers in the barn. 
<laughs> yeah, Glenn is not a master of subtlety at all. And he's walking. He's he's the peach giver, which makes me think of what what is it? Uh, the presidents of the United States of America. Millions of peaches, peaches for me. Oh, oh I forgot Lord. about that band. <laughs> I I like that song better than um, Lump, probably because of the video, because it had ninjas that jump out of the trees. And they have a big ninja fight. Oh, jeez. Well, thank you for reminding me of the presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> See, I actually like the presidents of the USA. I even bought their second album, which only had like one song on it, you know, that got any hit, like Mach 5. I don't mm. know, you know, I will survive in my Mach 5. Yeah, I will survive. Oh, wow. Oh. Mm. Yeah, no one cares. I have their first album, so I can't complain. I, yeah, I don't know what my problem is with them, but there you go. <laughs> they were. Wait, I don't mean to piss, piss on the presidents of the United States of America. You can oh. see how quick we've got off of this e episode. I do have one other semi related Walking Dead news in that I am the zombie king. I'm like the Jim Morrison of Walking Dead. You know, I am the zombie king. I can do anything at work. They all come to me for. Especially on Monday morning, or I get mm. phone calls. Hey, so <laughs> what's going on with this? I had that happen at work at work too. So, but and I didn't get to see it this Sunday. I was busy this Sunday, so I had to watch it. I, I didn't get to watch it. I think till Tuesday. And mm. um, hey, keep it down now. Voices carry. Oh, uh, <laughs> we're just we're just referencing shitty bands left and right, aren't we? Wow. <laughs> but you know i get to work and on on or this was from last week so i got there from last week's on monday and everybody at work was like so did you watch it last night and i'm like no i didn't get a chance to they're like i have problems with the writing and i'm like oh awesome i get to do podcast talk at work now <laughs> so i had to go home and watch it so i could uh so i could see what they were talking about well yeah i get the same I get the same thing at my work. I've got a friend up here who watches it, and every Sunday is like, "Man, did you see that?" And of course, he's he's not going to listen to this podcast because he doesn't care. But he's like, "Man, that was awesome! The way they killed people." I'm like, "Don't you, you know, there's more to this show than just zombie kills, you idiot." So, but he's always like, "Oh, is this person going to die? Is this person going to die?" It's like, "No, just watch the damn show." Oh, I I, I have a Walking Dead story from today. I'm, oh, okay. I'm a ahead. Facebook follower of Glenn Beck for mm -hmm. various reasons, but Glenn Beck fascinates me, so I just like to see what's up with him. But Glenn Beck has discovered what The Walking Dead is all about. Uh -oh. oh, dear Christ. Yeah, get this. The Walking Dead is not about zombies, guys. It's, <laughs> it's a meditation on what a post-apocalyptic world would be like. Wow. Yeah, he got he he gets it. <laughs> so so for once in his life, Glenn Beck is somewhat right. Congratulations. He's almost ready for Mad Max now. The Road Warrior, you know. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy's got it all figured out. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe he'll go watch Jurassic World and find out that it's a uh, it's a uh, you know, story about you know mankind not trying to tamper with nature. Ooh, or whoa! Like that. Stop, man! You're blowing whoa. my mind. <laughs> am, am I blowing? I I have blown your mind. If I'm not. Mind blown. 
Wow. Yeah, well, I'm that's, why, have to that's watch why they that pick us the big bucks for podcasting. I have to watch all this shit again and pick it up. Mmm. Food for thought. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.